It's Gordon Duncan from Clyde One Super Scoreboard here You're about to listen to me bang on about Scottish football For the next hour and a half or so But before we get to that, let me remind you of this Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals Golden Goals is absolutely flying now Well over £20,000 in the cash pot If you've not heard about this yet Where on earth have you been? Every time Celtic or Rangers score We're going to throw cash into the jackpot And one lucky person wins the lot At the end of the season You could do so much with this money It's enough for a deposit on a house You could buy yourself a brand new car Gordon DL. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to know What you would spend the money on mm-hmm. Mark Wilson You like the finer things in life You would make sure it went to good use Yes I'm absolutely sure However I think we're glad It wasn't around in your day Can you imagine every time Daniel Kuzan dragged you up And down that touchline Every whoa, time whoa, Kenny whoa, Miller whoa. Out jumped you at the back post <laughs> Kerching Kerching yeah. Kerching It would have been But anyway If you want to win this huge cash prize Currently sitting over £20,000 then you have to enter that number That 20 grand Is going to go up and up and up Till the end of the season Now to get involved You need to text GOAL to 61025 So get your phone out Write the word GOAL G-O-A-L And send it to the number 61025 I'm proper patronising you With the instructions there It's like speaking to Hugh Keevans Working the Nokia Anyway Text cost £2 Plus your standard message rate Over 18s only And the terms and online entry Are at Clyde1.com The lines close 6pm Saturday the 21st of May Which is Scottish Cup final day But don't hang around until then Just text GOAL to 61025 0141 951 1025 It's time to talk football it's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on a definitive night in the Premiership and preview what's still to come. Celtic are champions for the 10th time in 11 years after a draw at Tannadice was enough to seal the title. Dundee are relegated whilst Motherwell and Dundee United have qualified for Europe. And UEFA advised ticketless Rangers fans not to travel to Seville, but Stuart Robertson says it's unlikely the game will be shown back at Ibrox I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight Is Gordon DL And Mark Wilson Well there's only one place to start That's to congratulate Celtic <laughs> And being champions Once again Tenth time in 11th years Remarkable And no one could see it coming At the start of the season Wasn't a vintage performance Last night But the team knew What they had to do They just had to get over the line And they did it A remarkable achievement Well done to them that's the season over Let's wrap it up We've <laughs> <laughs> been sitting waiting Since half past five To get in and say that But congratulations to Celtic Everyone concerned Obviously Ange Postacoglu What a job he's done this year Gordon Picking up manager of The years as well Quite rightly so He's been absolutely terrific And uh, Celtic got the job finished Last night But also Big cat Congratulations to Motherwell And To Dundee United yeah. For success yeah. Absolutely, 01419511025 Let's hear from you on last night's action It was all pretty much set in stone now We know who the champions are We know the order pretty much of all 12 places We know who's in Europe We know who's going down It was, like I say, a definitive night And we are now into the week, if you like, Gordon The week Mm. leading up to Seville It's already been quite the build-up It's just going to pick up pace for the Rangers fans Rangers had a big media open day today So you're hearing from all the players And the management and Even some board members The travel plans are being finalised Six days time When you two come on here In one week's time Well in fact You're, you're on holiday But forget that Let's not ruin the dramatic effect We'll know Rangers will either be Europa League champions 
Although be licking their wounds And perhaps still looking back On a good achievement At getting there So it's going to be An incredible seven days Yeah the Celtic fans Celebrated in style Last night at Tanaday And quite rightly so And the Rangers fans They're looking forward to Next Wednesday They're hoping to celebrate As well Gordon They've still to go To Tyne Castle but Interesting I think they were Talking point on Saturday Will be What will the Rangers team be I think it'll be A very uh, squad minded uh, team I think all the big hitters played last night Rightly so Seven days before a big game And they will be rested um, For the following week So going through to Tynecastle Nothing to play for Apart from a bit of pride And obviously he still want to win games I think it's an opportunity for some younger players Young Lowry coming in last night So it'll be interesting to see that team But uh, once the weekend's finished All eyes will be in the countdown to Wednesday night and it's funny Mark that As much as the football is interesting For who will play and who won't play The logistics are still probably What's on everyone else's mind Who's going, who's not Are you meant to go if you don't have a ticket Where are you going to watch it when you get there Can you watch it anywhere here These are still the things that need to be Ironed out over the coming days Well the stories will keep coming uh, You know, everybody you speak to who's a Rangers fan Seems to have some sort of story Whether they're going to the game Whether they've got a ticket Whether they're looking to watch it somewhere here And they're going along with friends Everybody's got a story And it's exciting times if you're a Rangers fan Because the week building up to it um, uh, Is hugely exciting You know, so much goes on So much to look forward to It's a big, big week ahead Right Rangers fans, get your calls in 01419511025 Whether it was last night Or whether it was uh, Looking at what team will play at the weekend Or the logistics, like I said How you're getting where And who's watching it with who And all the rest of it Because we'll hear some interesting stuff From Stuart Robertson uh, Later on And Giovanni Van Bronckhorst for that matter Let's look back first Before we look forward Because Celtic are champions What do you make of that? Celtic fans, sum it all up 01419511025 1025. Now is the time. Ange Postacoglu says it's hard to sum up how he feels and how much winning the title means to him. He hopes the players can savour every moment. It's hard for me. I just, um, you know, it's 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 hard for me to comprehend. I've, um, I said, my, I've had this lifelong dream of kind of managing a, a famous club and trying to make an impact. You know, uh, and um, you know, I'm, I'm in this spot now where. You know, I've, I've achieved something that I've always wanted to achieve, and uh, yeah, I guess it's just it's just a, it's just a weird kind of feeling for me. Well, you know, I want I want the players to enjoy this. You know, they like I said, uh, they've been immense. Um, it's not easy to do what they've done uh, to to get thrown together, just a, a group of people from just about every corner of the globe, and and to form such a strong bond as a group, and and. You know, never shy away, or never make excuses, or never make allowances for anything. Just to keep going and keep going. You know, it's it's their moment. They're the ones that have, you know, accomplished this task. And um, you know, I, I want them to enjoy it, and, and I want them to understand just what you know that they've achieved something really special. I think it's it's a season that won't be forgotten very quickly. Ange Postacoglu says it's hard to sum up how much winning the title means to him So let's try together What does it mean to you Celtic fans? How happy are you to get it over the line? How do you look back on the campaign? Where it was won? What contributed? What you make of the manager? All the rest of it 0141-951-1025 Alec is a Celtic fan to kick things off tonight Sum up your feelings Alec Feeling absolutely over the moon Gordon, over the moon uh, My range of support Supporting pal says last year after they won the 
the league during COVID, uh, it would take Celtic seven, eight, nine years to catch them. We've done it in one year. It must be because the team for the south side of the city weren't really bothering about the league this year. I'm wondering, this, this is all we're hearing, but nah, the league didn't matter. But we are absolutely delighted. We took our title back. 11, 10 titles in 11 years. Back where we belong, top of the pile, and we can only get stronger. Yeah, Mark, I think it's been pretty obvious why this one would mean so much when it got there. It's the unexpected nature of it. When you're being written off, when things... And, and by the way, that's even... Celtic fans probably writing off their own title chances. You know, it's not all people being unfair from the outside, um, but those are the ones that sometimes do feel the most satisfying. Yeah, and I think when you pair that with the the hurt that remained in the summer from last year, last season's title was such a big one for the Celtic fans. It went so dramatically wrong that the hurt carried on through the summer. Whoever was appointed was still going to get that kind of feeling about the club for the sports. They would support whoever was in charge. But it was still lingering there. So to go ahead and win the title off the back of that, uh, the, you seen the relief last night at Tannadice. You seen the pictures at Celtic Park. That all comes from that sense of amazement that, like Ange Postecoglou said there, this group of players that were flung together and expected to go and challenge a Rangers side who had remained the kind of same squad, albeit with a change of manager, and have proved a very good side, as you see, getting to the Europa League final. They had to overcome that. They had to have an almost perfect league season from the loss at Livingston, and they did. So that's what makes it extra special. And right up there, ranks right up there with the, the titles that Celtic have won that I can remember anyway in my lifetime. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that because I gave Celtic absolutely no chance when I seen... Their, uh, their squad in the summer, Gordon. They brought in this new manager, apart from myself, I'd heard about. Uh, it was great to see my big mucker last night being emotional uh, doing the interview. Um, I, I, it shows you how much it meant to him. Um, but I just think Celtic have been excellent. If you look at 37 games played so far, 90 points, 86 goals, 22 conceded. It's not bad. They deserve to be the champions. They finished it off last night. And uh, I just like Mark. From where they've come from in the, the summer, and I watched their squad and I watched some of their pre-season games, what a remarkable turnaround it's been. And Mark quite rightly points out as well, you come up against, it's not like Rangers have been a poor side this season. They're in the Europa League Cup final. So it's been a terrific achievement. For Alec, Celtic. what's pleased you most about it? The, the fact that we were written off after the first uh, three games, Gordon, uh, obviously, as Gordon says there, the pre-season, I think we played West Ham and West Ham beat us, I think it was 6-1, if I remember right, kind of, you know, they, they actually ran right with us. And the way Andrews came in, uh, came over here himself, didn't bring anybody with him, uh, the, the, the backroom staff that was already there, and he's turned what I would say is ordinary players into very, very good players. The, the boy Ralph and the boy Taylor, both them fullbacks. I mean, last year they were getting a lot of people shouting about them, but this year I think the two of them have been absolutely terrific. He seems to have the the, the chance, he seems to have been able to make decent players into good players. And I'm really looking forward to next season. I think we're, it was in the paper yesterday, we've already got a left back and a right back getting signed. And I'm really, really looking forward to him having a full pre-season under his belt and get some, some more players and I think we'll be even stronger next year Yeah Mark that's, I'm, I'm glad Alec raised that let's start there rather than the headline is always going to be about the recruitment I'll be amazed if we get through the rest of the show without acknowledging the part the recruitment played 
What about the impact Ange Postacoglu made on the players that were already there? Yeah, I, I mean, you can clearly see the difference on those two that Alex mentioned. Taylor and Ralston, two key positions as well, that Postacoglu came with this idea of inverted fullbacks that we all looked at and went, what is this? You know, never really seen this. I remember going to see it in person, live at a game early in the season and thinking, this is interesting, but this takes a lot of work. To, to get this to work And I mean They must work tirelessly On the training pitch for it I was lucky enough To speak to Anthony Ralston um, About it And he says It was difficult To wrap their heads around it Probably when he didn't recognise you Remember <laughs> <laughs> Alright <laughs> Paul How's <laughs> <laughs> it going? Yeah But he, he, he told me How hard it was To work at it And it's made him A better player uh, And made him believe in himself Remember Ralston wasn't involved Last year Harley Harley kicked the ball For Celtic Taylor was different Taylor was kept out the side sometimes by Laxalt. Remember Diego Laxalt kept Greg Taylor at the Is that side. The guy that Shane Duffy was braiding his hair at the <laughs> side as, and pulling the guy. As the story Aye. goes. So uh, it's just a, a, an incredible transformation in those positions. And of course, the other ones. I think Callum McGregor has had one of his best seasons and he's had a lot of good seasons. Um, even when Beaton's came in and asked to do a job. So the guys that were there that had all that hardship on them the last season, the pressure, the criticism deserved have come out the other side much better after working with this manager. Yeah, and you, you can throw Tom Rogic into the, the mix there as well, Gordon. I think we all thought that he was in a plane out of Scotland going to Pastures New. Um, and the manager's come in and look at the season, been nominated for player of the year as well. Uh, you're right, you touch on Callum McGregor. There's not a player that you look at the squad that's went back the way. I think uh, Taylor was a whipping boy. I've I've been one that's been critical and criticised him before, but he's been absolutely terrific. He really has. He's just, you know, he's he's, he's moulded into the the player that Postacoglu wanted. He's bought into the the fullbacks getting in the middle of the pitch and comfortable. Ralston on the other side, okay. Just now you would probably say Juranovic's first pick at right back. But Ralston, what a season. He would never imagined at the beginning of the year that was the sort of season he was going to have. So, yeah, he got credit to the manager. He's he's, he's done a terrific job. You can't take that away from him. Yeah, a bit of breaking news for you Celtic fans tonight. James Forrest has signed the contract extension at the club until 2025. It's a fairly... Long term commitment in him What do you make of that? Pick up the phone And let us know The Celtic manager Says the side has come further Than even he thought was possible He says he's put everything Into the job To make sure they found success It feels like Two seasons in one It feels like we, we've jammed in A rebuild season And a, a season of success Which You know I, I, I think even for myself um, You know With the best intentions And, and You know I'm a pretty ambitious guy. I knew it was going to be a tough ask to to get to the top because I knew our starting point. I knew what the opposition, you know, particularly Rangers, were going to be a pretty formidable opponent to get above. Um, and you know, after round seven, you look at where we were, and you know, to, to now be 31 games undefeated, um, it's been an unbelievable effort by everyone. It's taken every ounce of me. You know, I've put everything into it. I had to um, because I knew how. You know, bigger challenge it was, and and you kind of, um, you know, we, we've now done it, and and the overriding emotion is just you know one of sort of, I guess, relief and and, and satisfaction. But you know, you, you feel drained because, um, yeah, not just me. I, I think we've had to be really, really focused this year. 
Come on 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Thank you to Alec Let's bring in John Who is a Celtic fan John How happy were you To get over the line last night How would you sum it all up Ah buzzing I'm absolutely buzzing uh, That's what I like to come and, come and talk about Obviously To start short And obviously about that Our call was soon there as well Obviously about Rangers fans Can I say enough to shine Our first title season Not at all I was buzzing I was winning this Obviously the, the way we've won it Considering where we were when I seen the, the videos last night the celebrations at Celtic Park it's got me even a hundred times more buzzing uh, that was just starters and coming Saturday this is the main dessert and I'll tell you something they'll hear us all eating Saturday when we're celebrating we'll take me shine off nothing uh, come straight from starters to dessert yeah. there was no main course in there but that's fine some people just like to, to mix it up um, <laughs> ain't chewing quietly John was buzzing because everyone had written Celtic off again I'm seeing a bit of a theme there Mark um, and you're, he's right you know the scenes at full time Then afterwards Then in the dressing room Then at Celtic Park it, That showed you what it meant To everyone ah, involved Of course I mean it, When you see the players as well I know it was It was almost there Over the last couple of weeks But once you clinch It's a different feeling The players You, you could see even see the manager The camera goes to him At full time You've seen that first bit of emotion Really because he's been So straight And down the middle with us Not want to be disrespectful To anybody And I think he's been Telling his players To be like that as well you know, go about your job in the right way And once we actually win it Then we can celebrate And it was almost like You know, they were let loose And the celebrations like We touched on it back at Celtic Park Back in the, you know, 2008 When I came back from Tannadice And there was thousands of fans there uh, You know, again it was relief It was neck and neck It was the last day of the season But last night it was slightly different You know, it was just That pent up hurt from last year Watching Rangers celebrate Rangers fans celebrate the way they did last year you know and pairing that way nobody nobody thought there was a chance of this happening um, that just makes it extra special for how everybody m- how much do you love Ange Postacoglu John sum it up too much I, I don't know I can't put it in the <laughs> too much I hope he's got a contract for life <laughs> yeah I can't remember such a, no that's not strictly true of course Celtic have had a lot of managers that were popular Gordon but it just seems to be Again, whether it's because of the way it's been And then maybe That sort of siege mentality When you see other people saying Ange who And sacked by Christmas mm. Even though some Celtic fans were a bit critical of him as well um, When you see that You then start getting behind He's he's our guy if you like And um, the success just You can tell what it means to the, the relationship Between the Celtic fans and him at the moment Yeah, I, I think uh, Who would love him most out of Celtic Is the backroom staff Because he could have easily walked in there and emptied the place, Gordon. He really could have. He'd have got the backing to bring his own staff, everything in there. But he decided to go with the guys, and it's worked. And I was watching the game coming in for Tannadice last night, and the first thing, when the whistle goes, he goes to his staff. So it shows you the commitment. It shows you what they've got together. He's happy with that. John Kennedy come in for stick. Strachan come in for stick. But all of a sudden, that team's gelled together. And they've worked brilliantly together And he appreciates mm. the, the roles that these guys have played in the background for him You came in for a bit of stick, Mark Wilson Because you were the earliest on here to change your prediction Like, let's just be honest Everyone thought Rangers were going to win at the start of the season And when I've been asking, you know, in the last few days At what point did you think it turned in Celtic's favour? Everyone either says the 3-0 against Rangers Or the game at Ibrox not so long ago A lot earlier than that, you said you want to change your prediction 
You want to, to go for Celtic? When was that? Was it about September? Wednesday. I think it was about September. <laughs> and if so, <laughs> just Wednesday, Wednesday five o'clock. Why? Oh, yeah. what, what did you see? In nah, there? I, I just seen. I think you can. When it gets to about September time, I think you can see a team form and how their season's going to pan out. Unless something extraordinary happens in the back end of the season, but when I seen the team play the way they were in certain games. I knew it wasn't going to be perfect but I could see that there was only one way they were going to go they were going to get better because they were good when they when they got a good day uh, carrying out what Ange Postacoglu the way he wanted to play then it was extraordinary stuff you know they, and they took six off was it Dundee six off St Mirren was it later on they took seven off St Johnson as well you could see that there was something there and I thought the more he worked on that towards from September to December then that was going to be hard to beat if they could get that right more often uh, and they did thank you to John and Bishop Briggs it's 01419511025 Celtic fans come on here and celebrate your title Rangers fans what are you thinking ahead of Seville what is it that's on your mind today is it the team lineup? is it what happens at the weekend is it what you witnessed last night is it the plans for travel and fan zones and beanbacks and all the rest of it pick up the phone get in touch and we'll speak to you next you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. It's the usual number or Twitter at Clyde SSB. I know Rangers fans, you're all very much with a one-track mind towards Seville. There is an update tonight from the club saying they are in dialogue with Spanish police, local authorities and UEFA regarding a safe environment for supporters travelling with and without tickets. We'll update supporters within the next 24 hours. Now this, of course, just a couple of hours on uh, from UEFA saying that fans without tickets shouldn't travel. So the club are obviously working to try and smooth that situation over. We'll hear from Stuart Robertson. I want to hear from you. Pick up the phone and talk to us tonight. 01419511025. Let's hear from Celtic captain Callum McGregor leading the celebrations last night. He'll get his hands on the trophy on Saturday. When you take a slap in the face, in football especially, you know, you always get disappointment, you have to bounce back and uh, and that shows people what type of person you are, what type of character, what you've got inside you that, that makes you different um, and it's trying to prove people wrong and, and when I stood down there and said it, I meant it and like I said, this group of players um, have helped the club achieve that, helped me personally, so I owe them a lot as well, um, the way they've come in and, and delivered for the club in their first season. A lot of them coming in for, you know, all over the world um, Settling in so quickly And to produce the performances um, Along with the manager's mindset And vision for the club It's been spectacular You know, after six games You know, I think we were sitting six or something like that So, yeah, it was big pressure But even in those moments We, we could see the signs that the team was coming together All we needed was a moment for the group to say We believe, let's go and I think the one at Aberdeen away was the biggest moment really there's been other ones obviously um, but that one was a big one just to say you know what we're a good side we can come and play football and we can win and I think ever since that moment you felt within the group there's a different mentality Interesting to hear Callum McGregor pick out that win at Pitodry as his turning point what do you think Celtic fans what was yours now let's speak to Frank and Kilmarnock and get his take on things Frank Evening Gordon Evening Mark and Evening Gordon hope you're all well Thank I just I was saying to the producer there I've, I've been away working in Leeds this week and I can remember being at the start of the season coming on and saying to the guys if Celtic get respect back after what happened last season and get a gap into a single figure 
probably second place in the league. That was where my expectations were. And if we were lucky enough to win a cup, I, I, I would have took it at the start of the season. I'm just being very honest. And then we seen this roller coaster um, begin at the ride with Ange and the, the juggernaut. And I think what he's done is he signed brilliantly, absolutely brilliantly. It's almost masterful that he's signings to a man have worked out perfectly. And, and that that's fantastic for the future. I was saying also to the producer that the big thing for me is there's guys like Ralston, Taylor, that were whipping boys um, for Celtic fans. And I, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I wasn't one of them at times. Um, Tom Rogic, people like that, the people thought I'd, I'd probably on their days, days a number at the club. What that man's done to the whole club, the support, all personnel it's done, to me is up there with the greatest thing that I've seen as a Celtic fan in my 46 years. I never thought it was possible. Um, the scenes at Celtic Park last night, I was in my hotel room and I was getting emotional saying that as producer. Just seeing tens or thousands of fans at Celtic Park till one o'clock in the morning, all behaving brilliantly, may I add, and just having really, really good times. And Andy's coming out in his megaphone. It was brilliant. And I can't wait to take my family to the game on Saturday and see what I regard as a football miracle that that league trophy is going to be back at paradise and to me that's what football's all about it's about roller coasters but what Ange Cal Mack as a captain has done is way beyond my expectations and I just can't thank everyone of enough What was the, the turning point for you Frank you know listening to Callum McGregor there I'm interested in that Aberdeen game if you remember at the time Celtic had lost the first game against Rangers at Ibrox. Yes, they bounced back by beating Ross County, but they then lost to Betis, lost to Livingston, Wraith in there, drew at home to Dundee United, battered at home by Bayer Leverkusen, then went to Pataudry, this is the 3rd of October, and with six minutes left, it's one each, but Jota scores to win the match, and that was Callum McGregor's moment, if you like. What was yours? Um, I can. I know why... Cal Mack has said that because we've not won away from home since February. The one game I can remember being there with my dad and my son, and these guys will remember it, it was a pivotal day to me. Rangers went to Ross County, had drawn three each. We were at home to Dundee United, and it looked like we were going to let it slip through our fingers. And Abada scored in the 94th minute. And that moment at Paradise was rocking. It was like beating Rangers. And that moment to me just put the momentum at the latter stages, probably the second half of the season. And then we done the same three weeks later, ironically, against Dundee. So Rangers dropped two points at Dingwall. Looks like we have not took any advantage. And Abada scores in the 94th minute. You've seen the scenes at Celtic Park. Mark was commentating, or was certainly there, or Gordon was. Celtic part that day, the belief was there that this is reality. And that was a big point for me, that reality was there, that we could have done that. I think, you know, Frank's right, that game was huge. I think that there are certain moments, you get to this point in the season, you start looking back in those moments. So home mm. at Dundee United, away in Dingwall, where Ralston scores in the 97th minute, huge. You even think, you know, the game away at Ibrox, Carter Vicker scores, how important was that goal to win 2-1? The other game at Pataudry as well, remember where Celtic are cruising, mm -hmm. Aberdeen get back into it, and then Jota scores, you know, right away. Big, big results. Tynecastle away at the turn of the year. 
just after the, the winter break, 2-1 where it was cruising, but then they're holding on at the end. A different way of winning. I think that's been the impressive thing about the Celtic side because everybody talks about the scintillating football, the 6 nils, the 7 nils at home, but they found a way to grind out uh, results as well. You know, when things weren't going your way and you need that when you're champions... Mm. And big games like that, big moments. Of course, it's impossible to overlook the head to heads with Rangers, Gordon. Mm. Celtic took seven points in them. Mm. Rangers took four points. That's three points of a difference. And there is four points, points between the teams at the top of the league at the moment. So I, I, I know why people look at, you know, oh, when Rangers drop points to Motherwell and to Hearts and whatever, this is all perfectly valid. But sometimes we try hard to overlook the head-to-heads. Like I say, Celtic took three points more than Rangers did against each other. And there's four points between the teams as we stand here tonight with one game to go. Yeah, I think the head-to-heads are always going to be very important. Especially against the team that you're going up against to win the league, Gordon. I I, I think Mark uses good words with the, the character. and knew how to find uh, results. The Dundee United one where Bada was crucial. Ralston... Uh, that night he scored on the Thursday morning was was unbelievable, um, <laughs> but I just the the show character to we watched them in here many times. I remember watching them at Fir Park, and some of the football they played for sixty minutes was br- breathtaking. It was brilliant. You've got to give a credit to them. It was brilliant. But then there was other times we'd be standing in here thinking this might not be Celtic's mm. day. But they found a way to win. That's why they're champions. Let me throw one on you quickly, Frank, if you don't mind. Just. On some breaking news, James Forrest's been given a new deal at Celtic till 2025. What do you make of that? Um, my brother actually sent me a message about it because I didn't see it. And um, I think he's like a lot of fans wondering why. What I, my response to my brother was, and I'll say it to any Celtic fan that's doubting it, just back Ange. If Ange just signed that deal off, that's the way I see it. And Forrest has been a great servant to the club. But if Ange posts the call, go, he's a player there for a few years. Back Ange That's the way I see it Mark are you Sharing Frank's Brother's Surprise or Is uh, it a straightforward uh, uh, one for to you? To be honest No I'm, I'm surprised It's three years Just because of the age He is And how Celtic Kind of deal with things At that age Injuries always come into it um, So I thought he would have Got a new deal I didn't think it'd be Three years but Daz always says there's still a lot of life oh, I mean, God, left in him what a magnificent servant I think at the weekend he'll become Celtic's fourth most decorated mm, player of right? all time yeah. or something he goes Amazing. like one trophy behind Scott Brown something along those lines um, but both can be true you know you, you can be think he's deserving of a new deal but still be a bit surprised that it's three years yeah um, I'm I'm delighted to get a new deal gone because I've been crying out for it in this programme because I still think he's got a, a lot to offer yes the Maedas the Jotas the Badas maybe a bit forward in the pecking line now uh, compared to him but I think it's just throughout loyalty I think Celtic have showed the loyalty to James Forrest because probably James Forrest in the height of his career there was clubs interested in him Celtic probably were desperate to keep him and they ended up they kept him so there's a bit of loyalty on both sides there yes I'm a surprise three year I think like most people but I am over the moon the boy's got a contract I think he thoroughly deserves it let's bring in Chris in Lennox Town and get his take on the league title win Chris how you doing Pan alright thank you good uh, I'd just like to keep, first of all congratulate Glasgow Celtic and what an achievement for yeah, the start of the season when we were doubted and everybody had wrote his affilly and it was Ange Postacog who and all this carry on and yeah, and it wasn't looking too good. I actually phoned in 
last September, I think it was just after we beat Dundee 6 nothing. Then it was just after hearing the king that the uh, we don't stop kind of speech uh, on the training ground, and, and and I knew there was something different about him. I just knew, I knew there was something different about Ange Postecoglou, and that come and that falters down to the players, and he says everybody here's got a chance, and the managers say that every time they go to a new club, there's a chance for everybody here, but I don't think they mean it that much, but he meant it, and he gave everybody a chance, and just look at, look, look, I mean, Callum McGregor's another one, wrote off. Uh, he's never a captain, and uh, 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 Angie's mindset has just filtered down, just like the, the, it does with champagne glasses. You put a, the glass at the tap, and it filters down all through the players, and that's what's happened because of Ange Postecoglou's mindset. We are sitting champions of Scotland again for the for the tenth time in eleven years, which is unbelievable. Very up market going for a champagne. Oh. What do they call him? Champagne. Waterfall or fountain That's the word I'm looking for You can tell that's not <laughs> my type of thing um, That makes far more sense um, Daz is more Prosecco aren't you? you You want to be champagne Oh I know you'd be Prosecco yeah. Well Cheaper. if you've been married three times You should just look after them Chris mentions the mindset The the relentlessness That training clip that emerged early on yeah. you know, We don't stop You just knew at that moment That would either be a stick to beat Ange Postacoglu yeah, yeah. with from rival fans if it didn't go to plan or something Celtic fans would get tattooed on them if it did yeah. go to plan and I don't know if the tattoos are getting booked at the moment but clearly it's worked I don't think anyone's suggesting that the high tempo relentless in the face has been perfect all the time and you know cannot be beaten of course maybe towards the end of the season towards the end of games and whatever but you cannot look at the season that's just passed and fail to notice that the way that Celtic went about yeah, it. Yeah, well, I was clever. The club, club were clever in putting that out because I think it needed it. I think the fans needed to see what was happening inside because Ange Postecoglou was an unknown and the fans had their, their mindset in Eddie Howe and they were thinking, we've seen how Eddie Howe operates and we see quite quiet spoken and... We've heard ideas how he gets his message across. I think they needed to put something out about Ange Postecoglou. And that clip, you know, just epitomised everything about him, what he was bringing to the team. But the players then have to carry it out in the pitch. They have to, they have to play that way. And you've got to say they did from, from start to finish. They have. I, I've got to say, whoever made the decision to bring Ange Postecoglou in as well needs huge credit. Now, the Celtic hierarchy have taken a beating in years gone by and in the summer it was pretty brutal some of it um, but was it Peter Lawwell perhaps before he went had influence in this and you've got to say it's turned out a remarkable decision to give an unknown such a big task and him to complete it Thank you very much Chris in Lennox Town enjoy the champagne Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals Right, I feel like we say this every time But it was another huge night For Super Scoreboard's Golden Goals Because Rangers got four Celtic got one And that means we are bang on £34,000 To give away a week on Saturday To one of you Who's entered the competition We started in January with a grand Remember that? Yeah it I didn't think like it would a couple get of to weeks you ago £34,000 Thanks for listening um, We've still got four games left <laughs> To accumulate <laughs> so, even more now, It's a week on Saturday The competition will be closed so you're at that risky stage now don't put it off 
uh, just enter right now and, and do the, the safe thing. Text GOAL to 61025, G-O-A-L to 61025. £2 to text plus your standard message rate over 18s only. And the full terms and online entry are at Clyde1.com. Lines close 6pm Saturday 21st of May. And one last reminder, that is GOAL to 61025. Rangers fans, where are you? We'll talk all things Seville after these. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson are here It's 0141-951-1025 Keep the calls coming in Let's hear from Rangers Managing Director Stuart Robertson He's been speaking today It's obviously a big week coming up for Every bit of the club Not just the player and the, the manager But the, the management, the board and uh, he's telling fans to enjoy themselves in Seville, but is urging them to respect the locals and the city. I think to the supporters, with or without tickets, is go and enjoy yourself, go and enjoy the occasion. I remember myself 2008 thinking, well, I see Rangers in a European final again, and here we are, you know, it's, it's fantastic. So go and enjoy the occasion, go and be a great ambassador for Rangers. We're going to a beautiful city in Seville, uh, go and enjoy the city. Well, let's go and do it in the right way, in the right manner. But go and enjoy it. Go and have a good time. I, it's regardless of the numbers. Just go and you know, go and do it. You know, respect the city, respect the locals. You know, there'll be people going about their day-to-day business. Uh, I remember Glasgow when Leverkusen and, and Madrid were in Glasgow, and there was a great atmosphere in the city that day. So hopefully, we can create a similar atmosphere in Seville. And there's going to be disruption to people's day-to-day lives, but hopefully, we minimise that and we do it in a way that's positive. And people, the local people, you know, when we leave, they have a good impression of Rangers. Uh, he also says the Europa League run has earned them Champions League levels of money up to this point. However, I think a lot of Rangers fans are interested in this bit. He says it's unlikely they'll be able to open Ibrox as a fan zone to watch the Europa League final. It's very, very unlikely because most of the key staff that we need to organise and run such a beanbag are actually going to be in Seville. So uh, that's, I don't think that will happen. As much as we understand the desire of fans to be in one place to gather and watch it I, I just don't think it's going to be physically possible Sure, if the team win the, the final um, it qualifies them to the Champions League how transformative could that be for the club? Because I know at the AGM you said you were looking to break even anyway I think it's, it's always been the, the next goal for the club is to get into Champions League group stages the finances of, of that everybody knows what the numbers are they're all public you know, so you know, but you know you've got that money in the bank at that stage so it allows you to plan and it uh, allows you to facilitate things in the future you know, the run we've had this year is probably now slightly more than we'd have had from, a, from qualifying for the Champions League this season you know, and going out at the group stage. But it's, it's a terrific boost. It just allows us to do so many things. So this fan situation is one to watch. UEFA said earlier today, ticketless Rangers fans shouldn't travel. Now, there are only 9,000 tickets and by the sound of this phone-in alone, about 90,000 fans who want to go. So that sounds like an issue, but Rangers have updated tonight saying they're in constant dialogue with UEFA and other authorities to try and find somewhere to watch the games It doesn't sound like that will be at Ibrox though For those who are staying here um, Let's bring in Tony Who's a Rangers fan from Motherwell What do you make of all this Tony? How are you doing panel? First time caller Good to have you uh, So what my point is Just speaking to the boys in work And just seeing general on social media About Stuart saying it was very unlikely For the fans to be able to watch at Ibrox I just think it's absolutely shocking To be honest This is the biggest moment in our history um, after all this stuff with Sydney, is it going to take us to protest again to get our voices heard? 
just seen on Twitter there that Club 1872 have actually wrote to Stuart Robertson asking him to rethink his, his um, decision. Just want to get kind of what your thoughts are on that. I mean, it doesn't make us any lesser fans because we can't go to Seville. We just want to meet up together, have a good time, see our team, and hopefully bring the European trophy home. I mean, Mark, we don't have a great deal to compare it to because we don't make European finals very often. However, Rangers did beam it back to Ibrox in 2008. Um, by all accounts Other teams that are in European finals This season Are beaming it back yeah. to, to their home cities Are you surprised That that's not going to be An option at Ibrox? Yeah I'm with Tony in this one I think it uh, is a poor decision From the club um, We were chatting about it On Tuesday I know logistically it's, It could be quite difficult Because there's not a lot of time To put this together And uh, I think Stuart Robertson Was alluding there That a lot of the staff Around the club Might be away But I think it's a pretty simple solution in terms of you get an outside events company to put it on. Um, your your security, your stewarding system that you use in a regular match day, they're, they're not going to Seville. So you hire that and then treat it as a normal match day. I think the supporters deserve to have the option to go to Highbrox and watch it. Stuart Robertson's talking about the money that they've made from this run alone. Astronomical amount of money. Well, surely they can put that in to putting something on for the supporters at Ibrox. There's no doubt there will be a logistical challenge, Gordon, and we will never know everything that, that goes into it. Just from the outside, I think whether every Rangers fan is as strong as Tony or not, we'll find out. But you just get a feel for it. You can sense in social media there's a bit of frustration there. Up until this point, it's just been sheer happiness, joy, elation. Everything about the place has just been positive and brilliant because Seville's such a great achievement. And it is. This is not going to to change that but the fans who can't get tickets or can't travel or whatever it feels like th- th- they thought there would be an option maybe to go along to something at Ibrox I would I would feel rather disappointed as well Gordon if I was a Rangers fan that you know was want to go and watch this game with the rest of the fans at Ibrox knowing that how hard it was to get a ticket in Seville I'm sure everybody would have bought a ticket if they could but this limited amount of tickets is very hard to get that the next second best thing would be at Ibrox now Stuart Robertson saying there about the, the you know people being away and how to run it and everything like that I'm a little bit like Mark unless um, you know there's something that we don't know you surely can get events companies in to run that. I, I just think because of the occasion, I'm very surprised that Ibrox isn't open Wednesday. And I know I was saying about the, the short time space, but I mean, Rangers knew last well, last Thursday night that they were in the final. You would have, th- I know there was a lot going on, but over the weekend, you would have thought somebody might have said, right, what's the plan for this? You know, we could actually sell tickets to this, to have fans in. Have almost a full house, and trust me, there'll be a lot, a lot of businesses out there probably willing to take the money to set up, you know, big screens and and host that event. So, poor decision, my opinion. Uh, yeah, Tony, it doesn't doesn't seem like it will change. You never know. We'll keep an eye on it. But also, the fans that are going out there are, are getting mixed messaging, if you like, because UEFA is telling them uh, that they can't go, which just seems ridiculous. I don't know. You know, if they expect anyone to heed that warning, that's going to be tough to enforce, is it not? Absolutely. I mean, it's, we could bring two hundred thousand fans to the bill if we could. But it's just, it just feels us again. It's Sydney all over. It's like the board and the fans are in two different, two different sides. It's, it's just it's shocking. I mean, all the boys and work they were all really looking forward to it, and they'll, we'll meet up and we'll bring our partners and whatever else, and then all of a sudden it's, it's nothing. 
Yeah, I mean, I, maybe there is a counter to that. I've seen a lot of Rangers fans saying similar things, but maybe uh, you rain, there are Rangers fans out there who, who don't agree and, and don't think it's a big deal. We like to hear all sides of it, so pick up the phone. Um, thank you to Tony, who called for the first time. Hopefully we'll speak to you again, Tony. Uh, Frank is a Rangers fan. What's on your mind, Frank? Well, this week, Rangers fans who backed the club when we were bust have fought to six, five, six, seven hundred pounds for a season ticket. They're forking out money to go to Seville, a lot of money, and the club turn around and say they can't accommodate Rangers supporters gone to Ibrooks, those that can't afford to go because they've spent all their money on Rangers, to go to Ibrooks, the home we were the club that we've saved, and tell us that we can't go to Ibrooks in the biggest night in 20, 30 years. They should be ashamed of themselves. Absolutely ashamed of themselves. I mean, I also spoke to a Rangers fan today, Mark, who said that the beam back in 2008 was, was rubbish, and in that regard, he was sort of glad that there wouldn't be something as poorly organised this time I I don't know if that's a reason well, to then not do it you try and do it better perhaps we're 14 years um, on technology's got a whole lot better in, in 14 years on um, I mean I'm thinking the top of my head in the last five minutes can it be that hard to get four screens four big screens centre circle so that one's facing every stand and like Frank says there give season ticket holders an opportunity mm-hmm. To come in. I mean, I'm thinking is, if MD's listening from Rangers, this is a man who holds your apply for a, an events management position. So four fifty-five inch tailies. Give everybody a magnifying glass. Telescopes, but not yours. There we go. This man is doing his best. I noticed Frankfurt appeared to be beaming it back. So I see the very simple. Argument there saying, well, hold on a minute, are their match day staff not going to be in, <laughs> yeah. in in Seville as well? Yeah. And this is the crossover that you never knew you needed in Scottish football, Gordon. I've even seen Rangers fan going, hold on a minute, in a few weeks, Harry Styles is playing at Ibrook, so if they can, if they can oh, accommodate aye, aye. that, if That's they can right. sit, good call. Um, He'll have four screens guaranteed. <laughs> Have you been saying you're like Paddy with that Jacob on stand there like the bouncer or events manager? But, uh, <laughs> what Max and Paddy? Yeah, Max and Paddy. That is quite a Max and Paddy jacket. Why are you wearing it indoors? I, I, he must be. His face is red raw. I, I can't keep my, my eyes off. He's I'm roasting. A, ample temperature, thank you. Oh, I'm okay. Right, okay. I'm okay. I'm From Max and Paddy to Harry Styles to I, 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 th- I think the majority of Rangers fans will be disappointed that Ibrox isn't. Gone. I really do I think you can get ways around it Mark quite rightly says it. We're 14 years on surely It's uh, it's not just uh, It's a coming together Could you imagine them winning that And together at Ibrox Atmosphere Everything involved in it It's a one-off mm. to now You know so I think a lot of Rangers fans And we've heard two tonight Really disappointed with that Thank you Frank It was nice to hear from you I think that's time already For this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. I don't say this lightly, but this is the most excited I've been about Beat the Pundit in ages. Oh. Because after weeks, possibly even months of waiting for the mystery man, oh, he's no. been back in touch. Black Arthur oh. has updated the stats, the table, to tell us which pundit's top, who's in the middle. Who's propping up the rest Win percentages I can see in your face already Points per game <laughs> He has got the lot All figured out See if I'm at the bottom I won't play again 
<laughs> so I'll tell you all about it But we need to get a contestant lined up first So come on 01419511025 You could play Beat the Pundit You could influence that league table But your call needs to be in before 7 o'clock And remember, just for getting through tonight Some tickets for the summer night race meeting At Air Racecourse as well We'll speak to you soon Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard and I'm Gordon Duncan I've got no idea what was going on there We were hearing a few things at once I just blame producer Callum uh, For that stuff Gordon DL and Callum. Mark Wilson Are here It's 01419511025 Keep your thoughts coming in Celtic fans We have been hearing your Tributes To your title winning team Rangers fans We're looking ahead To Seville We're even Started talking about Harry Styles And big screen TVs And it all got a bit strange Thinking about the logistics But what about the football side of things Game last night Presumably everyone rested at the weekend We'll hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst And you After we play this Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Look I know what you're thinking The league title's won mm-hmm. European places are sealed Dundee are getting relegated But do not think the season is over Because this is squeaky bum time On Beat the Pundit Or squeaky ball time And that's not That doesn't mean what you think it means We've got <laughs> You've had that. two signed balls left <laughs> No way How many shows left? Eight Eight shows left of this season Really? Two signed balls Two balls There is no chance we can give them away Alright Okay. Oh no that's pressure And Black Arthur has been in touch This mm. is the man If you've never heard of him before Because he's a, he's a bit of an international man of mystery He lives in a far off land And every now and then he gets back in touch Where he's been listening to the previous shows And he collates all the Beat the Pundit stats And he comes up with a league table for the pundits And it's really good We probably should pay him for it to be honest Because he, he does us a great turn Um Top of the table Who are we going for? Halliday or Hannah? Halliday But In fairness Him and Hannah have got pretty much identical records It just so happens That Halliday's played once more Many Um, games So Win percentage They're both on 92% Halliday's just got a bit of a better decimal point Many games Um, 14 14 I play that in a week Yeah you've played the most by a mile You've played the most by a mile, let me tell you. (laughs) So let's go down the table. Halliday, Hannah, Donnelly. Wow, Sid. Donnelly. Oh, Sid. Who's Donnelly? Played 14, won 12. Has he? Sid. Yeah, so he's played 14 and he's only won... One game less than Andy Halliday that's, that's good for a guy that's part of the management team that get breaking really. Kenny Miller's decent, played 15 <laughs> won 12 Right, 80%, 80% well, well let's just focus on the percentage at the moment right. Next, Mark Wilson, it's yourself Mid-table yeah, yeah, bang in the middle You're uh-huh. a 75% win that's rate That's alright, I've, I've been Many judged games. that before 12 It doesn't matter it's It does I am not going to tell you what percentage no. means one more time I know, but you're Marvin wrong Marvin Bartley, he's not played as many But he's a 66% He's Aye, tucked hopeless. in just behind Mark Wilson It's not good Me and the beans man Second bottom Me and the wee beano Second bottom (laughs) Is Hugh Evans Yes Yes I can't be bottom On 58% Which means you What a record you've got Right Played 44 (gasps) 44 games Won 22 50% win record Bang on That's 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 that kind of 44 I'm tired Goes in line with your season. career uh, Yeah Okay uh, there Wilson Many's, 50% you know. Many's we've been all played 
uh, not quite as many as you. But the, the the detail this guy goes into apparently right. So if you if you get your first question right, you win sixty percent of oh, the time. Does he know that? Right. If you get your first re- question wrong, you only win thirty six percent of the time. Oh, that's good. He's my favourite statistician right. on Twitter. This guy. Uh, did we get to the bottom what his job is? No, there must I'd, be something to do with that. I think he's a international spider. Right, so all right, I'm um, I I. Take on board that I'm down there near the bottom. Right? <laughs> no, no, near. No, the bottom. R- right, okay, the bottom. You're the strongest pundit. Right. Because you're holding everybody else up. But, but, <laughs> a very good GS, I like that one. But, where's Alec Ray in this table? Well, he's he's been mysteriously removed because he's temporarily no longer with us because he took that, the job at Reading. But I believe we're going to hear from him in the next oh, short time. Well, tell... I Black don't see to be honest On that table That's a good point Because Alec was having A rubbish <laughs> start to this He was season. having a shocker yeah, I, th- I think you'll find I'm climbing the I table I don't think now. he's less I don't think he's below 44 50% ga- 44 games Oh you know what The other night When I was on here yeah. <laughs> We flipped a coin And I was In your position there <laughs> I landed <laughs> I landed on Edford Lodger <laughs> 44 games is incredible That's That's tiring I think we had a bet At the start of the season Whoever finishes Higher no, we didn't. They, aye, the loser takes the other one out for dinner. Yeah, I think. Do you no. know? I think Alex Ray might be bottom, below you. There you go. Uh, but anyway, right. Let's meet tonight's contestant, Scott and East Kilbride. How's it going, Scott? I'm not bad. How are you? Not bad. Have you ever played before? No, I've not. Right, first time for everything. Uh, now, listen. Be careful what you wish. No, for. no, no. You're already a winner, Scott, because you've got the tickets to the summer night race meeting at Air Racecourse. Happy with that? Uh, well, actually, I live in Jersey, but I'm from East Kilbride. Um, <laughs> And I won't be home for a while Because my girlfriend's pregnant So we won't be back up the road for a while But uh, I can give them to somebody else Alright, Gordon Dale will take them It sounds like a nice story We wish you well uh, With the pregnancy And all the rest of it You take those tickets you I, got you, I was a DJ going to set ask, from Gok Wan I was going to ask Callum For a couple of tickets That's good Scott, thank you yeah, Friday 17th You can have one in my ball Saturday 18th of June Oh, never mind. Let's just please move on, shall we? Uh, I'm going to toss the coin. Heads, it will be Mark Wilson. Tails, it'll be Gordon Dale. Will we just bust another myth while we're here? What do you always say? How much do you complain? You yeah, think it always, uh, yeah. always lands on tails? It's in tails more than heads, but only 53% to 47 No, he's talking nonsense. Do you believe that? That surprised me. Yeah. I feel like it's tails all the time. That. Anyway, let's get to it. It's heads tonight There you go That's Whoa. even up even more It's Mark look Wilson look at party, Against Scott yeah. and Eastcoe Bright So <laughs> uh, Let's give Mark Sam. some Clyde 2 to listen to And that way He doesn't know what's happening in here Scott 30 seconds Just answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know Okay Yeah Right let's go 30 seconds then Your time starts Now Who is Celtic's top scorer In the league this season? Uh, Abada who did Zenit St. Petersburg beat in their UEFA Cup semi-final before playing Rangers in 2008? Uh, pass. Which SPFL side play their home games now at the Billy Bowie Special Projects Stadium? Come on up. Name the first English side Charlie Adam played with. Stoke. Which ex-Hibs manager is currently in charge of an English side in the Premier League playoffs? Uh, pass. Name either side St. Johnston faced in their European qualifiers at the start of this season. Uh, Can I just ask something Producer Callum Have you had a bad day yes. You want to take this out On the public yep. They were extremely difficult Look at I thought they were tough Very tough What's up What's up with this guy oh, Get over it <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I, I, I actually thought they were quite easy going. No, they're not easy. Daz has given me the five like he got oh, five. five or six there with me. Not a chance you got five or six. Anyway. I'll, I'll write them down. Uh, let's find out, Mark Wilson, how you get on. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's go. 30 seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. Who's Celtic's top league scorer this season? Uh, Jackie Marcus. Who did Zenit St. Petersburg beat in their 2008 UEFA Cup semi-final before playing Rangers? Oh, Valencia. Which SPFL side play their home games at the Billy Bowie Special Project Stadium Come on Name the first English side Charlie Adam played with Blackpool Which ex-Hibs manager Is currently in charge Of an English side In the Premier League playoffs Paul Heckenbottom Name either side St Johnston faced In their European qualifiers At the start of the season Galatasaray Who started off as Hearts manager In the season They were most recently relegated Eh uh, well, Oh what's his name Pass, Pass. Scott oh, what's his name? He sounded like he knew them Scott To be fair I, I think he's got maybe Heckenbottom I thought it, I was going to say him But I didn't know if he was I thought that was just tough under pressure I, I think did. you're looking for Stendhal Stendhal um, Celtic's top scorer in the league Is Jackie Marcus. Oh no way Yeah oh, Would you not I, have got that? No that's oh, me doing his four <laughs> That's me doing his four Scott said a badder So it's 1-0 yeah, That's who I went for I, I thought this was brutal Zenit St Petersburg <laughs> Beat Bayern Munich Bayern Apparently Munich. In the semi-finals Who, who would won? know that? Do who not who act as if that? you knew that I knew that Oh nonsense Absolute Tell nonsense Tell me the goal scorer The Billy Bowie Special Project Stadium is Kilmarnock Both got it So Mark Wilson leads by one The first English side Charlie Adam played with Was Blackpool So Mark Wilson <laughs> leads by two say, Liverpool Stoke Paul Heckenbottom is the <laughs> next answer. Oh, oh, that's oh Scott, it's not looking great. It's four one. Uh, hang up, Scott. See you. <sighs> <laughs> Producer Callum's delighted because we First were a, we were about to uh, have to post the ball to Jersey. Uh, oh, in mind. Posted the package. Um, you, safe now. You both went for Galatasaray against St Johnson, yeah. but. You know, Mark's now 5-2 in front And you didn't even get Daniel Stendel, But you didn't need it 5-2 victory Ah, thanks Scott Hardline mm. Scott Alright, no worries Good right. man Was that a big no worries? I'm off the phone now All the best to you and the family Scott, by the way Yes, all the best Scott Good luck Scott Thank you Good man, that was Scott was on nice. the line you, I'd have done Hope him he's better night. at fatherhood than Pete the Pundit <laughs> Yeah, he was hopeless I'd have done him the night No, you wouldn't have All day No, they were too difficult Stendhal for you Stendhal even gave you him I was convincing for, I was comfortable once I, once I know the first one Cruise it I, I was very mm. impressed With your Hicking bottom Yeah great shout yeah, from that you was, Thanks that, thanks, that, thanks uh, guys put, Thanks that means a lot I'm putting you up there 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Let's bring in Fraser Who is A Rangers fan Who's down in Hampshire At the moment But you're going to Seville Fraser that's right, Gordon. Hi, good evening, panel. Hello, Gordon. Gordon, Mark. Uh, hey. Hope you're all well. Thank you. How are you? Is it going okay? Uh, I, I, I think yeah, finished work for the week now, so time to pack your bags for leaving oh, on Monday. What's what's the route? That's been my favourite part of this week. How are you getting from Hampshire to Seville? So starting off by picking up a more a camper van in London, leave there Eurostar on Monday, down through France, down to Seville. And then back up leaving early hours Thursday morning. So driving essentially. How many's going in the camper van? Forty three. Yeah, four of us. That's up your street. That's the way you do it. I, I can like tell you to do that. Aye, aye. Eurostar. You're a, you're a Eurostar man, aren't you? <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. No, that's the way to do it. You know, leisurely drive down. Yeah. yeah, do my head in. I can't remember who. Right. So this sort of ruins the story. Except that, but I know someone, and they'll, they'll need to get in touch with me. 
who hired a camper van to go to the Euros in France in 2016 mm. and just on their way to the first game they crashed into a bridge like the bridge was too low <laughs> and they wrapped the camper van straight into the bottom of the bridge like before they had even got to a game and had everything that they possessed in the back oh. like a week's worth of like booze and stuff so they had to go and like they obviously weren't even bothered about their clothes, but they were carrying these big boxes of beer out of the, the camper van, and and I think it was a chaos after Ruined that. It. So aye. Fraser, check the, the height of the van, will you? Oh, definitely, aye. aye. <laughs> uh, right, let's talk on the pitch a bit, Fraser, because there's been a lot about tickets and travel and fan zones and all the rest of it. What are you thinking on the pitch? It's two points after the, the um, aftermath of last night. The first point being we, Alex Lowry, um, I've followed him since he's come through the squad, making his break into the first team. Uh, I think he's obviously he's a you want to watch for the future. But uh, I was wondering would maybe Gio play that trick card and play him in the final on Wednesday? I was wondering what the panel thought. Uh, no, I don't think. Um, oh, no, that over. I don't think he will. Um, I think there's you know players in the. Uh, the pecking order before him I think he is a very good player I watched about the game last night he's a very talented young lad I think they're nursing him along brilliantly they've got him now in as a part of the, the first team squad he'll be training he'll be in the dressing room changing rooms every morning he'll be learning his trade Wednesday night is too big a game for him I think he'll go with the tried and trusted The only thing that would I'm not saying point to him starting in the final That's too strong, Mark But last night was Rangers' strong team, remember You know, like th- there wasn't any resting being done last night There was no rotation And they played Now if Ryan Jack's fit Then, you know, maybe he doesn't So I accept that But he's clearly Closer than you would have thought A, a few weeks ago is, is the point I'm trying to make uh, Yeah, closer than a few weeks ago So you know, uh, he's now playing on the nights That it's not the experimental team Yeah, yeah but I still think it's it's maybe a step too much mm. uh, a wee bit too soon for him uh, as not to say he won't play any part you know there could be a a point in the final where Van Bronckhurst has seen enough of him in that game with those players surrounding him that he can trust him to put him in but I can't see him starting does he I mean how does he jump above someone mm. like even Aaron Ramsey in the pecking order Fraser obviously Aaron Ramsey's you know he's got the experience and people like players like Davis um but with, with Ryan Jack being out, he's added, he's added both, added arrow to the both. That makes sense. Um, obviously, Frank Fort being scouting us, I, I, as you'd expect. So it might be that that trick card that Gio might play in the finals. What my, my thinking is, especially after last night as well, being in the team. Yeah, um, like, I think, like I said, last night would be a step in the right direction. But you know, Ryan Jack would still have to come back from injury. Gordon, Aaron Ramsey's in there. It's not impossible, but I think well, I think everyone would be surprised, wouldn't they? Yeah, there's a very strong area of the team that Rangers have got. You know, we've got callers on here talking about, you know, Davis can't get the game time that some Rangers fans would like him to have. I know Lowry's different. I know he's one for the future. I know that Rangers fans, any fans, love to see young players coming through and, and making the first team and being regulars. Um, he's, he's a talented lad. He signed a new contract, so they know that they've got time with him as well. Um, I don't think there's any chance he'll be in the starting 11 Wednesday. Uh, Fraser, there was an update on Kumar Roof today. I don't think you could describe it as being optimistic. He's not in training yet. He's not being ruled out, but it would take, by the sounds of it, it's going to take a bit of an effort to get him back fit in time for the final. 
How much yeah. does that damage Rangers Or have you sort of learned to, to live without him recently? I think if it happened this week um, It would be panic stations But we've been playing without a, you know, an out-and-out striker for a few months And I think we've adapted um, Last night was a great display from Balogun And Goldson getting you know, runs into the box Your, your centre-back's in the six yard box effectively um, which sort of brings me on to the next point which is do you think it will be that sort of total football approach that we've seen Rangers play at times this season or a more cagey affair going to be very interesting that Mark and we'll maybe get more of a feel of that next week but um, Rangers have pretty much just always played the same way in Europe until they went to Leipzig mm-hmm. Ibrox has been pff, you always talk the cliche about it being a fortress. Ibrooks has played an unbelievably key part in Rangers getting to this stage. This one's not at Ibrooks, it's more of a, it's a neutral venue, less crowd, all the rest of it. Does that allow you to still go as gung ho? Does it do you, do you be a bit more defensive? It's going to be interesting. Yeah, well, I was hugely surprised when Van Bronckers chose to play that way against Leipzig in the first leg. Now, it obviously worked, um, but I thought when they actually took the reins off a wee bit in the second half of that game, they were much better. They looked a threat again and they, they played to their, their strengths, getting Kent the ball and allowing him to go at the full-back and they'd created one or two chances. When it came to return leg, they reverted back to the way that they've been playing, albeit without a, a recognised striker, and it worked again. So every time Rangers have went for teams in this tournament, they have been successful. I think he should go that way again. I think he should stick to what they're good at and go at them. You know, they did a good defensive job in Leipzig, but they were undone. You know, at the end, they were undone. I think they should go all out to to actually win the game rather than contain Frankfurt. Thank you, Fraser. Enjoy the camper van and the Eurostar and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. Hope you have a safe trip. It's 01419511025. We're going to hear from Rangers manager Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. He's looking ahead to the Europa League final, and we'll hear from him with more of your calls next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. Keep the calls coming. It was a definitive night last night, so it would be nice to hear from the Dundee camp. It's official relegation. No nudity for Mark McGee. How do you feel about the season that's just finished? Motherwell fans, you've been on here sacking Graham Alexander. And now you need to get the passports out So come on, pick up the phone And talk to us Here's a teaser for you mm. uh, It's been sent in by George B So thank you to George Who says Can you name the 10 players who scored At any stage of any European competition For Rangers on the road to Manchester Penalty shootouts not included Name all 10 players who scored at any stage Of any European competition For Rangers on the road to Manchester In 0708. Penalty shootout goals not included He says also if it's not too cheeky Gordon could you say a wee hello to my dad Also called George Who listens to the show religiously And particularly enjoys the full time teaser No sorry we can't do that I'm afraid (laughs) Ferguson, Barry Ferguson Yes well done Stephen Whitaker Brilliant, well done I've got to throw up Did Hutton score? No he did not Would he not? Charlie Adam Yes, okay, we'll leave it there Go on Gordon, give an extra hello to George's dad Also George Hi George, uh, George B How's or George What's he? Well he'll still be B I would imagine Right, George, thanks for listening It means a lot to Mark and I And we really appreciate your support <laughs> You took that much more seriously than I expected Keep, keep, the, keep the good listening up 
You two are like worldwide fame. Andrew oh, Ironside right. has just tweeted in that right now he is scooting around New York on a little electric bike whilst listening to Gordon Duncan and the lads on at Clyde. That's just no, that's just nuts. Why not? He's he's in New York. So that's I think that's good. I'm, I, I appreciate that. I, I think appreciate MD listening to me. You don't listen. He does. You listen when to me you're on Tuesday. He doesn't hold on. He doesn't listen when he's in the same room. I know. A <laughs> 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 good point. Do you know what? I've noticed that recently. Last night we were on till eleven. We had yeah. a call from Washington. A gentleman who had been on the lunchtime cocktails, he said. <laughs> uh, Jackie. I like that. We've now got Andrew from New York. Uh, we had Nikki from Auckland, New Zealand. You'll have missed this, Gordon. Too late for you. I'm just going to play you a bit of uh, Nikki's call from Auckland, New Zealand last night because you <clears throat> will love this. Did you say making teeth? Aye. As making in like... dentures. <laughs> well, <laughs> what? I've listened to this as good a job as any, just not what I expected. Listen, teeth dentures. It, it's not been like pulling teeth talking to you, though. Oh, dearie me. Oh. Nikki, it's time for him to go to his bed, isn't it? <laughs> That specky wee tube. <laughs> <laughs> He's even a specky wee tube on the other side of the world, honestly. That's a brilliant delivery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you couldn't have seen that coming last night, did you? Even with the specs on, he could indeed not see it coming. Did he last? Ah, yeah, he took it well. Did he? Oh, he, he likes, likes that. Chuckle. Yeah, he Getting likes called it. a specky tube. Ah, he, he likes, likes that. Well, as much as you can possibly like it, yeah. Uh, let's hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst He says he's proud to make history By taking Rangers to a European final He says it's important they enjoy the occasion Along with the fans Well it means a lot I mean there, are, there aren't many uh, managers In the history of this club who, who played a European final There's only one who actually won it So uh, you know hopefully uh, uh, First for the club I think it would be really uh, fantastic to win the second prize in, uh, in Europe in history. It's not often you play finals, it's not often you play a final in Europe uh, as a Scottish team. It's very, uh, very rare it happens. So I'm really honoured and proud that we are in, in the final of Seville and uh, can enjoy this occasion with many fans uh, all, all, all around the world. There will be uh, many fans in the stadium, there will be even more fans in the city. So, uh, you know, we are representing this beautiful club. We were representing Scotland. So, um, you know, we have to make sure we, uh, we give a good impression. And uh, that's what we want, uh, want to do. Let's bring in Edward, who's a Rangers fan in Uddingston. What's your point tonight, Edward? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to speak uh, about the Rangers striking situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Ruth is struggling to get fit next week. But even if he gets fit... How much of a gamble is putting them in with hardly any game time? And just seeing Diallo in the, like, the last few games, I think it could be a wild card. Um, just see what your, what your thoughts are on that. Well, if anyone's using the last couple of games to show what they can do, whether it's enough or not, mm. fine. But if anyone is, then it's got to be him. He scored two and two. He's looking yeah, got another more one confident. Last, yeah, got another one last night. It's doing them the world of good. It's, it's come too quick, Gordon. I think that you're looking at if Roof's not available and it's uh, now starting to run out of time for him, I think you'll look at the Rebo situation, um, get Kamara in the middle of the park. I think it'll be in the same lines 
as the last home game. And going back to what Mark was talking about, how I think he's going to play it. It's a one-off game, cup final. He ain't going to go there and sit in like he did in Germany. He will have his two full-backs up the pitch. They'll go and attack. Diallo for you? No, not for me. I think he, you're right, and Edward's right. He's done all right in the last couple of games. 45 minutes against Dundee United, looked lively, scored uh, a good goal last night. Yep, similar. But Amadaz, he's not done enough over the, the period he's been here to merit a place in the final. I think Van Bronker's blueprint is Leipzig at home. How how they started the game, they knew what they had to do, they got themselves in front early in the game, and they were in control. Um, and if everyone's available for selection that was fit that night, I think you go with it. I think even now if Roof somehow miraculously mm-hmm. makes a squad, I think he would start on the bench. Does he... I mean, by the sounds of it, you're not going to see him this weekend. That would, mm. that would be highly unlikely. So, does is there any way at all that Roof starts this game then from no. here for you? No, no, no. no. I think he would have been in the team last night. Um, you're right, Gordon. I don't think he's going to start on Saturday as well. Look, when, when was the last time Roof played? Edward says there he's not had game time for a while now. So, um, I mean, we're, we what were. Was this uh, the semi final? Was it not? Was it the semi final? We were chatting about um, on Tuesday night, and callers have come on uh, tonight about the, the team that played last night. Played the strongest team to allow them minutes, you know, because it's then a week and they'll all be rested at the weekend. Roof's now, you know, a good couple of weeks, three weeks maybe, even, even longer than that. So to have that risk, um, that lack of match sharpness. And such an important game, I don't think no, Van Bronckhorst will go. Um, Edward, do the Rangers not have the blueprint now, though, for playing without Kamal Roof because they've had to? You know, as the guys have been talking about Aribo, Kent, Scott Wright, for instance, add Fashion Sakala to the mix. Why would you not go with that, considering it, it got you to the final? I just remember 2008 and the blueprint getting there, and it was negative in the final, and you just it's a one off game. And you don't want to regret it like we had in 2008. So I would like to just see more attacking rather than sitting in again. Yeah, to be fair, didn't sit in in the home leg. No, I was going to say, they couldn't, they couldn't do more attacking than they did in the home leg against Leipzig. They had the there's, opportunity... They're scoring goals without centre, centre, well, centre They had the opportunity to go three up within, what, 35 mm. minutes when Arebo should have put that game to bed. And that's without a striker. So it's not as if Rangers sat in... There will be times that this Frankfurt team go forward. They're a good side. They will put Rangers under pressure. But I believe if you go with um, Kent on one side and, and Scott Wright played exceptionally well that night and um, Arribo, last night as well. Yeah, Arribo so through the middle. Kamara playing the way you can hurt this Frankfurt team. So um, I'd be surprised if he changes anything. With the, the personnel he's got, I'd be surprised if he changes anything for that, first le- uh, that second leg. Just listening to him there, Gordon... You know, he, he did a long press conference today, like just indulging some boring stuff that maybe listeners don't care too much about. You know, you get a lot of Zoom press conferences and so on still in the aftermath of COVID. You know, but the, the media were in; it was a sort of open day at Rangers Training Centre. Had to speak at length on a number of topics. Lots of players speaking about it, and he seemed relaxed. He seemed to be taking it in his stride. But acknowledging there that clip we heard, you know, being proud of taking Rangers into the final. Only one manager's won in that situation. You wonder how he's feeling building up to this and, and all these you know, decisions that he's got to make and the, the, the burden of the, the pressure of such he's, an occasion. Look, he strikes me as a very calm and collective manager. He was, he's, he's probably, he's, most of his preparation 
will have been done for next week. He'll know exactly, you know, the training schedule, what's going to happen. I think he'll know his team uh, if everybody comes through the weekend unscathed. Um, that will be really interesting because the big question for every Rangers fan will surely Tavernier and Golson don't run out at Tynecastle at the weekend. Um, but I think he'll be he'll have everything sorted, his tactics, everything, preparation right up to kickoff. He seems that kind of manager that prepares and prepares well for it. But he will be, of course, he's going to be excited. He won't show it just now, but come Wednesday when his team goes out onto that pitch corner. There'll be butterflies, of course there will be. Uh, thank you very much, Edward. It was nice to hear from you, Edward, in Uddingston. One more guess each on the teaser. Oh, well, I've, got, I've got ten. I'll take one, thank you. Um, okay, um, I'll go with uh, Nacho Novo. Yes. We McCulloch. Yes. All right, we'll get the rest between now and the end of the show. And a reminder, just like George B. did full-time at Clyde1.com, that is how... You get your question read out on the show I keep saying it A definitive night in the Premiership The Premiership is pretty much done You can shut the doors I mean please do listen to us on Saturday by the way Because we're here But there's there's not really anything else to settle Everybody knows where they're going to finish I think technically could St Mirren overtake Livy And Hibs could overtake St Mirren But, but let's be honest um, The big talking points are all all done yep. And Gordon Diel Are you getting the passport out? Motherwell sitting pretty in fourth Heading to Europe, guaranteed. What a result last night, Gordon. Lamy as well, who I can't believe <laughs> is leaving Mother got a championship team. Got to be one of the worst decisions <laughs> ever. That I know. scored the goal to seal the top, top six. six. Yeah, so then he scores the goal to seal Europe, and he's a centre half. Yeah. You know, they might not go. Remember, I'll be. I'll be. Oh, that's right. Uh, it could. Uh, it could all be resolved. There, there appears to be an option there that if Dundee get relegated. Um, that's that's sort of the impression he's been giving people. I know what I would be doing if I was him. I'd be on the phone to my agent just now, saying, yeah. "Get us out of this deal." Too simple for us, though. You never know. Championship Dundee still might pay a lot more than Motherwell. Short career, that, look that, after that your family, be, all that stuff. That could be the the thing. That could be the deal, Gordon. I think he may be promised a, f- a few quid. And look, as much as everybody go well, don't leave Motherwell. By the way, here. I don't know if that's the case. No, I'm just no, saying but, you've got but, to. It's yeah. sometimes not that simple. Yeah, um, but I, if that's the case, and but you wouldn't want to miss out. Money, on the, you wouldn't want to miss out on the run to the Conference League final, would you? That that would eat away mm. you. No, that will. He'll he'll, he'll sit. You two, great content. You two, away day, Motherwell qualifier. Aye, I'm on by the way, train. And we'll we'll man the stations. We'll get Hugh or Andrew can present. Oh, that'd be great. Have you, have you noticed he's trying to take over tonight? He's got Rangers, he's sorted them out. I've sorted right? it mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Now, now he's I'm sorting out. I'm trying to help you use it. Used to, away. Imagine him a week in Albania with a GoPro strapped to his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could keep us going the full year with content. <laughs> be magnificent. Uh, Unbelievable. I don't I don't know if you'd ever see me again That's the problem I'll Tell you what, you've been spoiled rotten It's eight European qualifications in the last 14 years for Motherwell Is it eight? I wouldn't eight have got that Eight and 14 Glad That's because you've been to none of them uh, Let's bring in <laughs> I felt it was only right that we, we take Stephen back on the show Stephen's a Motherwell fan in Canvas Lang Because he was trying to sack Graham Alexander about a week ago So Stephen, come on, what's happening? I just had my dinner Some humble pie, I think um, <laughs> <laughs> But no, listen I still start buying at the form beforehand wasn't good enough, but you would be mad to say that you, you can't justify sacking a manager if he's going to European football. So maybe what uh, Marvin was saying last week about giving him a summer to bring players in, maybe, maybe he was right. 
humble pie. Ah, oh, mm. I mean, he's Stephen. I don't think he's had enough of it, but he's had a wee I bit. I know, but uh, I mean, I've been saying for weeks that you guys have been harsh, right? The 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 start, okay, right? It didn't look good that he couldn't win a game, right? I'll get that. <laughs> Aye, that's not ideal. Right? It's not yeah. ideal when you're a manager. I know the feeling. Oh, I've been oh, there, oh. right? But the difference is that Graham Alexander won the games when he needed mm. to win them, and the start, and then when it, it comes down to the crux, and you need big performances away to Ross County and at home to Hearts. I mean, you look at those two fixtures and you must have thought, not much chances, maybe a couple of points, maybe two draws, but to win them both, brilliant. He's got to be given huge credit for what he's done this season. Getting the passport looked out, Stephen. Absolutely. Um, I, I can't wait. Uh, but Graham Alexander, by the way, I didn't give him credit because he's the first Motherwell manager that I can remember that came over at the end of the game last night and shook everybody at the disabled shelter's hand. And thanked them um, for the support. And I said to him, Graham, we don't know how to put me through the ringer. It's been a tough year. <laughs> um, I'm sure he appreciated uh, it. What yeah. did he say to that, Stephen? He, he laughed. He laughed and he goes, I know, but you've stuck by his right to the end. He, never, he clearly never seen my rant um, after the St. Johnson game. So um, I'm glad that he's not seen that. But uh, no, listen, we've got the results. We're in Europe. So I'm no one for looking back as well. And. Um, Congratulations to him I did congratulate him When he got the The manager of the month award So I want to be proven wrong With these things I want him to do well And just hoping that He can get some signings In the summer And push on to this Yeah I mean Gordon mm-hmm. I think Kevin Van Veen Has been ill He had to come on At the weekend And change things And win the game I think he had to come on Last That's night right, and, yeah. and rescue things uh, It's been The story of the season So starts well Gets the points on the board mm-hmm. You're Best player Arguably Goes to one of your direct rivals For mm-hmm, European would, yeah. football You then obviously have that dip But you get your couple of results that you need And your fourth place And qualified for Europe it, It's tough to criticise that And I know what people would say about the run But if you can start the season well Finish it well And get an outcome that, let's be honest If we were talking earlier on about Celtic and expectations not sure many people would have had Motherwell to finish fourth yeah, at the, the start of the season. There have been three big key moments. Uh, they started well, Gordon. I think the goal at Livingston was a real saviour. Um, Stephen Two-Faced on the phone would have been on shouting his odds. Um, and then obviously finishing the season well. Two good results. That's a terrific result against Hearts last night. Um, and European football. So I think Motherwell fans will now... Uh, sit back, look forward to it, enjoy it. Same with Dundee United. All credit to the job Tam Courts has done up there. Um, and I think that they can now sit back and plan for next season. But um, I, I'm delighted, and and also I don't, I, I can't believe Stephen's not mentioned. But a big thank you for all the years, Keith Lasley. I thought, you know, a very emotional night for him. Uh, he's been at Motherwell oh, I can't remember how many years The service he's given the club And we wish him all the best at St Mandy's new role Stephen I must admit I had a bit of a draining night in here till 11 o'clock And I wasn't quite ready for the videos of Keith Lasley Doing a lap of honour at the end of the game um, Must have had something in my at that point What was it like to be there? Oh I think it was a great send off for Keith And, and one that he probably deserved I mean he's been with the club through everything you talk about the early days of administration the half days of the playoff getting us to Europe so we've seen many highs and lows of the Motherwell roller coaster as we call it and uh, there will always be a place at Motherwell for Keith but um, it's understanding why he's been on to do this uh, new role at St. Mirren I think he wants to, to test himself in a new role so 
all the best to him and he's been a terrific, terrific servant to the club. It's some service, Mark. So for fans of, of my age, so if you're round about my age, you've pretty much never really known Motherwell without Keith Lasley. Now, I'm not that young, so that, that shows mm. you the, the the span there from player to veteran and, and played well on, yeah. loads of appearances into the coaching staff and stayed there for a while as well. And don't get me wrong, I can remember Motherwell teams before that, but it's nearly there, yeah. nearly spanned that full... You don't know, get that that Gordon, do you know? well, Did he go to Plymouth Did he for yeah, yeah, was that Two years in the yeah, middle I think. Uh, But I mean You don't You don't get it that often at clubs It's around about 20, It's about 22 It's around about that time right. the, because the, the reason is Because you you got to Have a perfect Kind of marriage And that The player Obviously needs to Love the club But the player Has to perform For the club For the club To keep offering them deals And Lasley's Certainly done that Over the years And then moving into coaching Um and even when he moved into coaching staff, he's had successful times as well. So he'll uh, be a sore loss for Motherwell fans. But Stephen Wright, he's got an opportunity to go and take on something yeah. different. It'll be interesting to see how that works out because don't hear many footballers going into yeah. that role. Yep, 500 games, player, really? captain, assistant manager, mm. more than 20 years. It doesn't, especially in modern football, you just, you just don't get that. Yeah, every time you talk about Motherwell, you talk about players, you talk about anyway, Keith Lazarus' name will always come up, Gordon. The send-off last night showed you everything the Motherwell fans thought of him and what he's he's put into the club. Yeah, he's put his heart and soul into it and I think that's why he goes with everybody's best wishes and uh, I'm sure Steve Robinson will be looking forward yeah. to working with him again. Thank you to Stephen. He's away to finish his humble pie. You can keep your calls coming on the teaser. Can you name the 10 players who scored at any stage of European competition for Rangers on the road to Manchester? No penalty shootout goals included. McCulloch, Novo, Adam, Ferguson, Whitaker. Was Kenny Miller involved? No. Thompson. No. Chris Burke. Oh, you're getting worse. Stephen Naismith. He started really well. Uh, this is terrible. Stop, stop shouting. I'm shouting names. Stephen Naismith. No. Darshville. Yes. See, give me an opportunity. Kevin Thompson. In. I just said Thompson. <laughs> right, See, you're too busy shouting. You two need a couple of minutes together just to get the communication channels open, work on your, your communication, your teamwork, and we'll get the rest of the answers and more of your calls next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here It's 0141 or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, Quickly did you get any on the teaser during the break you two the 10 yeah. players who scored for Rangers at any stage of the run to Manchester penalty shootout not included you've got McCulloch Ferguson Whitaker Novo Adam Darshville we're, go- we're going two centre-halves Carlos Queller no. and Okay, Don't waste my time Marks. David Weir Yes There you go Thanks Mark Chris Boyd No okay we'll leave it there We'll get the rest soon I keep calling it You can come up with a different word It was a definitive night In the Premiership last night At the bottom Dundee's relegation Was confirmed Let's speak to Gary Who's a Dundee podcaster And long suffering fan Gary we had you on the show When Mark McGee was appointed Safe to say you weren't You weren't Overly enthusiastic About the idea how do you look back on it all now after last night? It's nice to be right for once. <laughs> That's true. I think it was it was an appointment that I don't think any fan either expected or really wanted. I think generally you've got to give someone the benefit of the doubt and hope for the best. But it went from bad to worse to even worse. And obviously uh, Tuesday night was 
that only when uh, Mark McGee's reign, I don't expect it to last beyond the game at Livingston at the weekend. Um, and I think it's probably an episode that fans are hoping we can just move on from and hopefully in what looks like a pretty soft championship next year, hopefully put together a, a team with a new manager that can uh, challenge to hopefully see us bounce right back up. Yeah, Dundee's spell in the top flight this time only lasts a season. Mark Wilson, how do you reflect on it? Um, well, we chatted about Dundee. I, I think it was pretty unexpected anyway that they came up and they'd done great to get up. But it was all a bit odd for me when Dundee came up. The signings that they made, that I don't think... I think they went for experience in the league rather than trying to rebuild something. You know, they, they went for players, maybe with a, 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 a decent reputation. past, a reputation, and it just didn't work out. And it was funny, when James McPate looked to be getting somewhere, that's when he lost his job. The appointment of Mark McGee, we all said at the time, Mark McGee's been fantastic coach over the years and had a great football career, but I, I just didn't believe he was the right man to change Dundee. And it's proved that way, and, and everybody actually had the same opinion. There was very few that went, oh, he, he'll make a difference. Yeah, I mean, Gordon, if you're going to change the manager and look for that bounce, you, you obviously need to get it right, and mm. this was far from it. Ironically, you get a win that maybe looks like it's going to shake things up the other night, but St Johnson respond, do their part, and it's far too little too late. Yeah, uh, it's turned out to be a bad appointment, um, you've got to say. They were always in trouble for me. I thought, like Mark, they'd signed the wrong sort of players to keep them in that league. James McPake started getting a little bit of momentum. I, I know he had a difficult game up at, I think it was Peterhead in the Scottish Cup, but he got through it. I think he won his next game or whatever it may be. Yeah, but I just... It was a, a... What you call in football, an old pals act. Now, you can back uh, Gordon Strachan up by saying, well, look at the, the experience Mark McGee's got in management. But... I just thought the timing was poor. The fans didn't take to him. That makes it worse, Gordon. You need someone to get in there, give the club a lift, give the players a lift. Some of the statements, you know, even walking in the first day and having a team meeting saying, look, we're not going to win many games. It doesn't, it doesn't fill you with confidence, I've got to say. But um, Dundee, just, they're relegated now and they'll need to regroup and see what they can do next season. But it's going to be hard to get into that championship. Let's pull out the pointless hypotheticals, Gary. Would James McPake have kept you up? I think we would at the very least be taking it into the final day of the season. Uh, I think when he left, we obviously were much closer to St. Johnson. And as much as he would occasionally have a game where things fell apart, um, no games in Ladybank, but um, as much as that would occasionally happen, he would also pull victories out of the bag. And for Mark McGee, he drew five games before he was able to even win one. And I think he could have done something. I think what we saw against uh, Hibs the other night too, obviously Hibs had nothing to play for, but what we saw was that we gave youth a little bit of a chance. And I think Josh, the likes of Josh Mulligan, the likes of Matt Sanderson, they're going to be people that we have to try and give more game time to next season uh, under a new manager, um, which seems to be the case. And just hope that uh, we can put something much more dynamic and much more exciting for the fans on the pitch. I mean, like, you know, Mark McGee is still there as things stand at the moment. What do you think the dugout will look like or what do you hope it will look like going forward into next season it's, I mean I think when I was on the show a few months ago I said I would love it if Jack Ross came in now I think we've all heard Jack Ross say before that he doesn't want to work under a director of football it seems to be the case that Gordon Strachan is about to be appointed a director of football style role so I, I don't think sadly it is going to be Jack Ross if it's not going to be him 
my hope is that you know Kevin Thompson has been interviewed. It seems to be Ray Rovers' job. I think he would be somebody who has ties to Gordon Strachan and has ties to Lee and could be you know at least worth interviewing. And um, beyond that, you've seen the uh, cavalcade of other former players getting touted. Um, someone for me that would be brilliant would be uh, Morrison Beghorst, who is currently the assistant manager in Denmark. But you never know, he might want to come in. Um, so I think hopefully we're uh, going to be a little bit more uh, optimistic, it's not the right word, but a little bit more, um, what's the words I'm looking for, um, ambitious in who we yeah. appoint rather than going to someone that's tried and tested. Do you know who's a bad, bad man? Mm, producer Callum is, yeah, I could see him. You can hear You know where Gary is You can hear the train Producer <laughs> Callum's just buzzed in my ear And said Next stop Championship Gary it was nice to have you on the show Because you'll knock it back The next time he asks you So uh, have a nice life <laughs> oh, Good man That was Gary Dundee fan and podcaster yeah, And someone like who that. Yeah. Is... It's, it's took him all season To get one out But oh, well done <laughs> That was good That was good yeah. uh, Absolutely Right yeah it's Getting to that stage Things are won and lost And secured and finalised And that's it at the bottom I mean interestingly it, It's only a Bit of a success For St Johnston It's better than going straight down But we still wouldn't have envisaged them Being in the playoffs After no. the season they had last year But now they know That's where they're at They can Try and psych themselves up for it and and stay in the division the nervous way. Well, either game that they face is not particularly appealing. Neither player both are Inverness, so um Who'd you fancy a mark? Tough a broth, uh, yeah. I think a broth will win that one. So you don't fancy going to a broth, but seen how hard it was for Hibs in the yep. the Scottish Cup, so tough one. Yeah, some others tonight actually. Uh Queen's Park Airdrie, looking forward to that one. Then on to tomorrow or broth Inverness. And Anne in Edinburgh City And then we roll on to the weekend um, For some other big ones as well So lots to look forward to Let's try and round off this teaser Thank you to George for sending it in Can you name all 10 players who scored at any stage Of any European competition for Rangers On the road to Manchester in 07-08 It doesn't include penalty shootouts So you've got Davy Weir, Barry Ferguson Stephen Whitaker, Nacho Novo, Charlie Adam Jean-Claude Darcheville, three to go I'm going to go for Broadfoot Ooh, Kirk Brunt's playing in the, the playoffs with Inverness Header, corner kick, boom No No, right, okay Steve Davis Yep He's there as well uh, Sasa Papic Oh, look, he's just pulling out uh, all these old pals, isn't he? And is he one? Oh, no, he's not no, Oh, he's no, no. Mark oh Wilson's just, He's just obsessed with him Who did you say, Stephen Davis? Yeah Yeah, he's on the list But yeah, Papic yeah. isn't Papich, What about Pedro Mendes then? Nope Oh, no And now we're struggling What have we got two to get? Struggling big time Eh uh, Edu There's one I can't believe You've not got Kuzan Oh Kuzan small my old pal Daniel Kuzan Well <laughs> done And one more Yep my old wrestling pal Give us a wee clue Don't say he you, played by Rangers You just named one of his countrymen Steve Davis No No Morris Edu Oh um, uh, um, Oh the oh. Beasley Yes yeah, Marcus Beasley Well done Mark. Marcus Beasley Thank you Mark Wilson, Gordon, no what a time of the season. This was us <laughs> reflecting on a title that's been wrapped up. Congratulations again to Celtic. Congratulations to Motherwell and Dundee United for securing Europe. Commiserations to Dundee at the bottom. There is still so much to be done on this build-up to Seville as well. So make sure you join Kenny Miller, a man I'm sure who's looking forward to it. And Hugh Keevans will be with him tomorrow night from 6 o'clock. I look forward to speaking to you then. And Callum Gallagher is up next.